I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The FT. The other day I had a drink with a university friend who's one of the busiest women I know. For years, she's been holding down a big job in a big organization, dealing with an ex-husband, assorted children and decrepit parents. But six months ago, something happened to her. She fell in love and wanted to spend every spare minute with her new man. The trouble was she didn't have even minutes to spare, and so rather than make further inroads into the time she devoted to her children, she started working less, much less. Because she's senior enough to control her schedule, she gets into the office later, she leaves earlier, she stopped going to most meetings... She no longer sends emails in the evenings or at weekends. She avoids networking events, and instead of having lunches with contacts, she sees her boyfriend instead. Last week, I asked her what the cost of all this slacking had been to her career. None, she said, a triumphant gleam in her eye. Instead, she'd had her best six months ever. Her biggest bonus and an even larger job had been dangled in front of her. I speculated that the happiness of love must be the reason. It had made her feel invincible, and life has that unfair way of offering great things to people when they're already on a roll. Nonsense, she replied. She'd simply discovered that less is more. She'd become lazier, which has made her much more focused. She spends time only on the things that really matter, and everything else she either doesn't do at all or delegates to someone else. This experience has led her to a new theory of success that says that laziness is good. It's only by being lazy that we become truly efficient and come to see what's important and what isn't. The trouble with women, she went on, is that we try too hard. We make ourselves martyrs to industriousness, and far from that being our secret advantage, it's our undoing. If only we were lazier, we'd do better. Not only is she right, her theory is thrillingly seditious. Lean in, says the corporate queen, Sheryl Sandberg, while every big-name CEO warns their acolytes that if they don't like getting up at 4am and doing their emails while on the rowing machine, they're not going to make it to the top. My friend is not the first person to see the wrongness in this. Kurt von Hammerstein-Eckord, head of the German army, got there nearly a century before her by devising one of the world's first management matrices. He assessed his officers on two scales, clever versus dim and lazy versus energetic, and came up with the following four permutations. Dim and lazy, good at executing orders. Dim and energetic, very dangerous as they take the wrong decisions. Clever and energetic, excellent staff officers and clever and lazy, top field commanders as they get results. The system worked pretty well for the German army and could surely work just as well in modern corporations. Alas, instead of deploying something so bracingly honest, 
management theorists have taken von Hammerstein Eckord's idea and ruined it by turning it into the wishy-washy modern skill-will matrix. According to this, the person who is clever and lazy, or high-skill, low-will, is not deemed to have won the lottery. They're deemed to be in need of coaching. Laziness, according to the modern view, is like an illness or something we need to be coached out of. Instead, as my friend has demonstrated, the reverse is true. It's something senior executives need to be coached into. Just to be clear, the sort of laziness to encourage is not the slobbish variety that means you do bad work. That's not laziness, it's stupidity. Instead, we need the clever version that comes from knowing that there's an opportunity cost to every minute we spend working, so we use our time wisely. Never has the evaluation of laziness been more needed at the very top. Hard work is not only harming sleepless executives, but it's hurting the companies that employ them. According to a study at Bain last year, one weekly executive meeting at one large company ate up 300,000 person hours every year. A similar McKinsey study showed that only half of company leaders spend enough time on business priorities, frittering away their time instead on email meetings, schmoozing and firefighting. My friend has been cured of all of that through love. Since a similar cure for the rank and file of senior executives is not practical, and possibly not desirable either, something else must be devised instead. Fortunately, most of us are naturally lazy, and so what we must do is find a way of coaxing our inner idler back to life. Setting the alarm for an hour later is a good way to begin. For more downloads, go to ft.com forward slash podcasts. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.